0: of the voters extra podcast this time coming from the uh, sunshine state of florida well it's not sunny it's dark and chilly in florida i brought a light jacket and i need a heavier jacket i think uh I, i'm not complaining and i know what the temperature is back in uh, lafayette and in indiana and what it'll be when i get back so uh, i'm not rubbing it in any way but uh, it's a little chilly as uh, I leave the arena, head back to the hotel, and uh, try to dissect what happened. Uh, uh, I'm not sure my eyes have seen a basketball game start like that, uh, and then maybe finish like that uh, in, a, in a really long time, uh, if ever. Uh, ugly really doesn't describe it, but that's what VCU does to you. For those that watched the first 10 minutes, 12 minutes of the game, uh, it was very, very difficult uh, to watch. Uh, it was, it was painfully excruciating uh, to watch. But that's that's what VCU VCU does to you. Um, you know, that's how they play, and you have to handle it. It's hard to get in an offense. It's hard to um, get things going. You know, you're, you know, your best option against that offense, in my opinion, is just run motion. Is just run, you know, it's hard to run set plays against them because they're jumping at you, they're coming at you from behind. Uh, if you can get some fast breaks opportunities, and Purdue did early, they just missed a lot of shots. You know, uh, Matt Painter talked about it afterwards where, you know, I missed a tip-in dunk, they had some layups that didn't go down, uh, some clean looks that, that didn't... They didn't fall through the net, um, and those things just kind of built. I mean, they, there was enough bricks uh, uh, thrown up tonight by both teams to to really uh, make the one brick higher theme a reality uh, tonight. I mean, there was some there was some good defense. Don't get me wrong. Uh, there was some intense defense, but there was a lot of there were some really bad shots and bad. Uh, bad looks at the basket uh, tonight. It was uh, it, this was not a is not a game that you put in a, a time capsule and say this is how the game uh, should be played. But the end result, it, you know, it, come March, you know, when they're when they're looking when the NCAA committee is looking at Purdue's resume, the, the, I, I seriously doubt that they're going to go back and say. A committee member is going to say, you know what? I watched that game, and that was dreadful. Uh, they might, but if Purdue stacks more wins up against quality teams than the uh, how this how this game was played. You know, won't matter. Uh, for now, it's a win over a ranked team, uh, an unde- a previously undefeated team, a team that more than likely will win its conference, uh, and be back in the NCAA tournament again uh, they've got some they've got some nice players they have got a nice team their style is is what it's going to be and you have to deal with it and that's part of the reason you know you, you know we go back to 2011 and when VCU ran Purdue out of the United Center in Chicago uh, with, with this same style and uh, Purdue was unprepared for it because it just had not seen um that kind of team in the non-conference and Painter went out started scheduling teams with different styles that would come at you different so there would be no surprises uh, when you get the NCAA tournament and again this was not pretty to watch it's not um it, it won't it'll never be pretty to watch but it's a, it's a win, and Purdue did a lot of things in this game that it didn't do against Texas and what it didn't do against Marquette, and, and those are the things I think you have to take away from, from what happened uh, tonight uh, down here in, in Florida. You know, Purdue hit free throws throughout the game. They, they, missed, they missed some free throws in the second half that could have extended that lead, uh, but it didn't come back and, and bite them. You know, Eric Hunter Jr. and Jahad Proctor uh, each made two free throws uh, in the last 136 that gave Purdue the lead. And then uh, Proctor was able to stretch that lead for them. Now Proctor made one of two to make it a three-point game with eight seconds left. But when it it mattered, they hit their free throws. And the other thing, too, is they they played with a lot more toughness uh, in this game than they did. Uh, at home against Texas and on the road at Marquette. Um, and, it, you know, it, part of that is just having that experience again, having um, being, being through it and knowing, you know, what it, uh, what it feels like to lose a game that you, you kind of had in control and then you let it, you let it slip away. And, uh, you know, Purdue showed, showed some of that toughness and showed some of that fight tonight that, that I think will serve them well once they get into the Big Ten. Um, and you know they're gonna to have to do it again against Florida State because you're gonna face a similar, uh, similar type of team. But and in, in, in Purdue did it without its two big men on the floor for the last two minutes of the game because uh, Travion Williams fouled out, which I I, I thought that was. Yeah, I'm not, and those of you that follow my writing or follow me on Twitter or. Obviously, listen to this podcast. Know that I don't get uh, I don't get caught up in the officiating, and I mean it has to be a an egregious end of the game call for me to to really even go that direction. But uh, w- with the emphasis on flopping uh, in the game, I I thought there were several instances where flopping should have been called, both on Purdue and VCU. Uh, but the one that fouled out Tra- Travion Williams, I, I thought uh, deserved a-, a flop, a flop call. Uh, I-, I thought it was a clear flop, uh, and the officials just just blew it. You know, in my opinion, they, did- they just blew it. Uh, and it happened, it happened in front of me. And now, I didn't see a replay, so you know I I, I could be off base on that. But I, I just if you're gonna if you want to get flopping out of the game, you got to call it. I mean, you have to call it when when it happens, and it happened right there, uh, and it was a it was a big play for Purdue, huge play for Purdue, because you know you're getting your big men out of the game, and fortunately Evan Boudreaux stepped up, made a key defensive play at the end uh, when Marcus Evans was driving towards the basket. Uh, Proctor had just dribbled the ball off his foot, and Purdue was up by two, and here comes VCU's Mark you know with. Uh, with, with their top score, and uh, Boudreaux held his position, and actually uh, Evans went into him when you look at the replay. They, he, he he initiated contact on Boudreaux, and there was no call made, and there should not have been a call. But that, that's the kind of play that Evan Boudreaux made tonight. He hit four free throws. You know, he stepped up when uh, there was the early foul trouble with Harms and Williams and kind of held held his ground, held his own and you know those are the kind of plays and players that you need uh, during a season to come up uh, come up and make make plays like that. Uh, so you know that, that that's something that, that that Purdue will take out of this game and um, you know apply it down the road could come as early as Saturday night. Uh, but it's probably going to come up once the big 10 season kicks in the high gear, uh, that, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know how many, how many times in practice they play without, uh, Williams and harms, uh, you know, not even on the floor, Yeah, you know, I'm sure they do, but it's, uh, you know, it, it's, a rare sight and I, I don't believe it's happened. I don't believe it happened last year, uh, in, uh, uh, when, the, when the two played. So it's, uh, you know, that was, that was a big step for Purdue to kind of, um, you know, withstand that because uh, VCU's a big guy in the middle. Uh, Marcus uh, Santos Silva was having, a, was having a good game, was having a great game. And Purdue, Purdue just could not really uh, stop him uh, very much uh, tonight, even with Harms and uh, uh, Williams in the game. Uh, it was it was difficult for for Purdue to to control him, but he he had his own foul trouble, and um, you know Purdue was able to take advantage when he was not in the game, and that 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 proved to be a, a big factor as well. And the other one was keeping Marcus Evans. Uh, I think he was one for nine shooting uh, tonight in the game, and you know that ended up being big. He never got on track. Eric Hunter and Nojel Eastern. Uh, did a good job on him, uh, you know, just making it a little, little bit more difficult for him to, 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 to try to find the basket, and you know, Purdue's defense was, was pretty good on him. But you know, Purdue won the rebounding. They had 18 turnovers, which is too many. They had 10 at half, so they did cut it down a little bit. But you know, they hit their free throws. They were, they were 12 21 in the second half, and there, there was a period in the second half where uh, Purdue appeared to have control of the game and they they missed uh, I believe, I don't have my uh, my play by play sheet in front of me, but I believe they went three possessions with three straight turnovers, all different kind of turnovers. They went um, I, I don't I, I, I think the order might have been uh, Matt Harm's offensive foul and then they had another oh the first one was a shot clock violation the second was Matt Harms offensive foul and then the third one was Trevion Williams uh, just kind of losing the ball out of bounds and that was a that was a sequence where Purdue was up by four or five points they had i think uh, Sasha Stefanovic had missed the front end of a one on one and then Purdue got the offensive rebound and then he turned it over, cutting to the basket, trying to make a pass. And Purdue missed several opportunities. They had a window there in that second half to take a four-point lead, five-point lead, and make it six, seven, or eight, and maybe really seize control of that game. But they didn't. And then they had that stretch of three straight turnovers. And then all of a sudden, VCU's right back in it, and you find yourself in in a in a in a big old dogfight uh, at the end of the game, which you know I think this team needed. They needed to get into that kind of situation where um, you you really had to earn the victory. You had a lot of adversity to to face, with uh, Harms and Williams getting fouling out, and other guys having to step up uh, and make some plays. So, you know, this is why they came down to Florida. They came down to Florida to try to get a signature win to help their resume when it comes to NCAA tournament times. And now. You know, it's a quick turnaround. You got to play Florida State uh, Saturday. Florida State beat them last year in Tallahassee. Purdue had a, I think, a five or six point lead late. Um, couple might have been a call or two that went against Purdue. I think they missed some free throws, and then I think Florida State hit uh, hit a last second shot to to win the game. Uh, and that's it, that added to Purdue's slow start. Uh, Last year in the non-conference season, uh, where they were six and five, but now you know Purdue's you know back against Florida State, similar type of team to VCU, where they get up and they get in you, and they're gonna they're gonna make you play a little bit more faster than you want. Uh, but it'll be again it'll be another challenge for this team uh, because uh, this this is an NCAA tournament team. They're six and one. I know they beat Florida when Florida was ranked. Um, you know, they've had, they're off to a good start. Uh, they lost, they lost some of their big men from last year, but they got a transfer from Mississippi. Uh, and, but they're just, they're, they, they get, they have that quickness about them. They have that, that physical toughness about them that, uh, Leonard Hamilton's teams always have. So Purdue's in, in for a, uh, you know, a, a really, you know, a difficult challenge again. Yeah. You hope it's a little bit uh, more pleasing to the eyes, uh, Uh, for a championship game, uh, Saturday night, but you kind of take what you, you get, uh, at this point. But, um, again, good resume win for Purdue. Um, interesting that the two ranked teams in the field are going to play each other in consolation game. And then the two unranked teams are going to play in the championship game. But, you know, that's just kind of how it works. Uh, anyway, appreciate you, you listening, uh, uh, if questions, comments, uh, hit us up on the uh, Twitter machine. Uh, email mcarman at gannett.com. Uh, tell your friends and neighbors, and I uh, hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving. Uh, we'll be back uh, later. I guess it's later tonight after the championship game to wrap that up. Just to uh, kind of give you the lineup for Saturday, Sam King is going to cover the bucket game. Uh, so give him a follow on Twitter. Uh, Stay up to date on what's going on at ross Aid Stadium. And then uh, we'll be back at 7 o'clock from Florida Saturday night uh, with the uh, Purdue and Florida State game and the championship game of the Emerald Coast Classic. So the barbecue was excellent tonight at the hospitality room, if anyone cares. Uh, It was really good. I don't know the restaurant that served it, but it was excellent, outstanding, and all those kind of things. I just had to throw that in, and uh, it was not—they were not leftovers from Thanksgiving. Uh, it was really good, and the people down here have been super nice, um, very accommodating, and uh, uh, we appreciate their uh, their interest in in taking care of uh, the media needs and and all that kind of stuff, which probably doesn't matter to anybody listening to this thing. All right, we'll be back uh, later tonight as we wrap up the. Uh, Uh, what goes on in Florida from a basketball standpoint, and uh, give Sam a follow and stay up to date with the the football team uh, as they take on Indiana on Saturday. Have a good day, and we'll talk to you later.